This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. 1.7 tons. No, that's not the number on... My scale. It's the tons of boneless beef chuck recalled in nine states due to E. coli detection. Right? Uh, Routine testing uh, revealed the presence of E. coli in a sample of ground beef from more than a ton of boneless beef chuck product from Elkhorn Valley Packing, which is a Kansas-based meat packer. Uh, The USDA said the packer was voluntarily recalling the product, I'm sure, out of an abundance of caution. Uh, 3,436 pounds and was packed in February and, and shipped to distributors, retailers, restaurants, hotels, and other establishments in nine states. Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania. Shigatoxin producing E. coli was detected. Man. You don't want none of that shigatoxin, okay? You just don't. Now, if you do get some shigatoxin in you, uh, you may experience some diarrhea and some vomiting, but according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, most people recover within a week. Antibiotics are not needed for treatment, but hydration and other supportive care are recommended. So if you do run across a little shiga, Uh, Drink a lot of water and uh, make sure you keep your fluids going for about a week. And sorry about that vomiting and diarrhea business, but you know, once you get shiga, that's what happens. (laughs) I don't want anybody, I don't want anyone to get uh, shiga toxin, but if you do, Make sure that once you lose fluids from either the front or the back, make sure that you replace the fluids, uh, you know, at least from the front anyway. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Remember the story out of Louisiana where they found a man wrapped in plastic and rolled up in a rug on the side of the road? And police said, uh, it doesn't look like any foul play. I'm sorry. They said, no foul play is suspected. And we found that hard to believe. At least I did. Uh, uh, he was found on March 6th near a scenic highway in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He was a 42-year-old father of five. His wife, Amber, uh, explained that he had disappeared while he was on a business trip with a client. Well, police now have uh, one man in custody and they have uh, issued arrest warrants on two accused prostitutes in the case. Uh, Tabitha Lee Barner and a Tiffany Ann Goodry uh, are both uh, charged with prostitution and failure to seek assistance. They are also charged with unlawful disposal of remains. They have one man, a Derek Perkins, already in custody. 
he's accused of dumping the body. Uh, he said, Hey, I tried Narcan to revive him. <laughs> uh, didn't work. And so we didn't know what to do. It was an overdose death and, uh, he was smoking crack and we had a night of prostitution and smoking crack. Oh, okay. Sure. He disappeared while he was on a business trip. <laughs> okay. No problem. Now the police say he left a pub, uh, a pub named happy's pub walked to the Greyhound bus station in Baton Rouge. And man, that's gotta be a great place where a Greyhound employee who tried to help Millard says the businessman said he was looking for a girl to take back to his room. Warrant states the man at the Greyhound bus station then took Millard to meet Perkins. Perkins introduced Millard to a black prostitute, but Millard said, no, 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 I need a white one. <laughs> uh, so Perkins says, okay. And then he went and found two white prostitutes for the businessman. He said, uh, they went to a home where they began using drugs intravenously. And Perkins said he left Millard with the women and went to the store. Uh-huh. And then he returned. When he did return, Millard was dead. I tried to perform CPR. I gave him Narcan, but, uh, sorry. So we just rolled him up in carpet and plastic and threw him alongside the road. <laughs> Okay, so while that is kind of funny, uh, in a sick way, I know, but holy cow, he, this guy is a, this guy was a 42 year old father of five with a wife who was looking for him. And now we're to believe that this guy was out looking for prostitutes, found them, and he found prostitutes and drugs, which he was doing interview. He was shooting up. Man, you don't, you know, you, that's not the first time. Uh, you don't just uh, go on a business trip in Baton Rouge, Louisiana and say, Hey, I need to find some prostitutes and yeah, find me some drugs that I want to shoot up with too. While I'm with the prostitutes, that's not the first time that's happened. <laughs> uh, sorry about that family, but there's no way that's the first time it's happened. But that does lead me back to the police realizing that no foul play is suspected. I still kind of suspect it myself, but I'm not the Baton Rouge Police Department. A few days ago, it was announced in Chicago from Agility Robotics that they have a next generation digit robot. It's the first human centric multi-purpose robot made for logistics work. Digit is designed from the ground up to go where people go and do useful work safely in spaces designed for people, starting with bulk material handling within warehouses and distribution centers. Just that alone makes me want one for my home. I want Digit in my house. I want him to help me clean out my garage. I've got, I've got a garage full of stuff. I can't even park my cars in the garage. Okay. <laughs> I want Digit here to help me move this stuff around. I absolutely want that. Now, they announced at this event in Chicago that uh, they opened up applications for a limited number of spots in the Agility Partner Program. They're going to provide partners with an exclusive opportunity to shape the development of Digit's skills and abilities and will initially be the only way to purchase the latest generation Digit. Okay, that's why he needs to be with me. That's why they need to be at my house. Sure, 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 sure. You want them to be able to work in warehouses and 
bulk material handling and distribution centers. But in the end, you're going to want Digit to be in people's homes. And I am the man that needs to take that over. <laughs> so three years ago, they introduced the first commercially available bipedal robot with a human form factor made for work. Okay. But since then, uh, they've seen enormous interest in Digit from multinational logistics companies. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> uh, we can't find any employees. Hey, how about you just give us some robots to do the work? That's obviously what's coming. Hello. So they're looking for Digit to take care of repetitive tasks that uh, all too often, all too often lead to injury and high turnover, leaving costly gaps in the workforce that snarl supply chains. Does it? Uh, when you're talking about a human getting injured, that's a lot of money. <laughs> so I'm okay with it. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's what's coming. Okay, be ready for it. These robots are taking over. If Digit gets hurt, oh well, bring in another Digit. We're not paying doctor bills for Digit, although you are because you're going to be paying uh, Agility Robotics to come in and fix it. I'm sure that's a good deal for them, part of their part of their contractual agreement. I don't know that. I'm just guessing, but uh, I know that. They, and they go through their whole supply chains. They're still feeling the after effects of the pandemic. Blah 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 blah. Digit will be the future of a work said Damian Shelton, co-founder and CEO of Agility Robotics. I believe that. Uh, he's going to be uh, working to augment workforces, taking on the dull, dirty, and dangerous tasks, and allowing people, here's the thing, they're going to allow people to focus on more creative and complex work. I like to think of Digit as enabling humans to be more human. I like that. Damien, that's really good. We like, I like to think that too. Uh, if Digit can enable humans to be more human. <laughs> that is awesome. And I'm all for it. Bring Digit. If Digit is able to help me clean out my garage and move things around in the house, bring Digit on. I want Digit to enable me, a human, to be more human. And in the words of the other co-founder and CTO of Agility Robotics, Jonathan Hurst, when people and robots work together in logistics operations, working conditions improve for people, warehouse efficiency improves overall, the supply chain moves more smoothly, everybody wins. Hello. Uh, not only are you winning, but you are going to be enabled to be more human. <laughs> I love it. I want Digit in my home today. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately, and I don't have Digit to get me a drink. So I wonder if all the protests, or I'm sorry, all the preparation for protests that was in New York was actually for a movie shoot. You know, they had um, shooting for the Joker, the sequel, 
uh, shooting going on this weekend in New York. And there's all kinds of barriers and the police were there and it was a movie shoot. So I know that we were led to believe that the police were preparing for this big onslaught of protests because of Donald Trump. However, I see where they were shooting in New York at the courthouse, not the courthouse, but another building down the street, not far from the actual courthouse where the Trump protests were going to happen. And some have been happening, only they're just really small events, not like they claimed they were going to be. And uh, they were shooting this weekend. So the production assistant said, yeah, you know, we were wondering if we were going to still shoot because we didn't know what was going on, but uh, we went ahead. We had to get this done. (laughs) Oh, okay. No problem. That's fine. I got no problem with it. And it's cool. That's fine. It's got, you know, people are in makeup and they're protesting and it's all about the Joker movie. And but there are barriers and police cars and police horses, policemen on horses, and uh, there's smoke in the air, you know, protest smoke. And I just wonder if what we saw being offloaded that we were led to believe that it was part of a demonstration they were preparing for this Trump demonstration when really they were preparing for this movie shoot. I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. And I'm also wondering how happy Keanu Reeves is as John Wick Chapter 4 knocked down about $73.5 million domestically for his new movie. Uh, that's the biggest opening weekend for a John Wick film. <laughs> uh, this is going to be just another monster's movie for him. So at, uh, on, at the global scale, $137.5 million. According to this, it cost more than $100 million to produce. And with uh, you know all the promotion and everything, you're probably looking at $150 million. Maybe $200 million, maybe. And you're already at $137 million globally. Uh, you know, John Wick franchise is going to be fine. <laughs> uh, so congratulations to uh, John Wick. Uh, John Wick, the brand is an anomaly. Uh, is it? Okay. Uh, yeah, it, we know it's an anomaly, but it's a great anomaly for you there at Lionsgate, okay? According to them, only nine franchises in the past 40 years have managed to set opening weekend records with their fourth outing. Be interesting to see which movies those were. But according to John Wick, the way he's the way they're saying it's an anomaly, the first one tapped out at $86 million. The second one ended its run at $174.3 million. Although the first one was a big hit on home entertainment, which kept it going. And then uh, Parabellum, which is currently the highest grossing entry in the series, is $328.3 million globally. So this one will probably beat that. And we'll see how that goes. Also, I see where uh, Creed Three is still raking in some cash uh, down at the end. It landed at number four. Uh, I think uh, totally now. Okay, so Creed Three has a global tally of two hundred and forty-five point eight million dollars. That seems like it should be more than that. They've grossed one hundred and forty point eight million in uh, in America. So man, Creed Three cannot wait for a pay per view. That's for sure. But I see where uh, their guy, uh, Jonathan Majors, 
Uh, he's been in, uh, he's Mr. Up and Coming Superstar in Hollywood. He was arrested uh, this weekend, uh, charges of assault and harassment. Now, his attorneys have said that the accuser in the case has recanted the assault allegations since the arrest happened. Okay. So, uh, Jonathan has been in, is in Creed 3, he's in Ant-Man uh, and the Wasp. And so there's some kind of domestic dispute going on Saturday with a 30-year-old female. And police were called. The victim informed police she was assaulted. Officers placed uh, majors in custody about the incident. The victim sustained minor injuries to her head and neck and was removed to the hospital in stable condition. He was no longer in custody. He goes out on bail Saturday night. A representative for majors denied any wrongdoing by the actor. He has done nothing wrong. We look forward to clearing his name and clearing this up. The LA Times has reported that his attorney has obtained two written statements from the woman recanting these allegations. Huh. That is interesting. I mean, he's a big up-and-comer, Jonathan Majors. (laughs) So he does not want this tarnishing his up-and-comingness. Speaking of uh, up-and-comingness, thank you. Uh, reality TV star Black China is done being Black China. She is reconnecting with God. Good for her. She's saying her life transformation. Uh, Black China has decided to quit OnlyFans, reversed all plastic surgery, and is now embracing her birth name, Angela White. She was reborn on her birthday. She got baptized, removed facial fillers. God is good. It was like, this is too much. It's time for a change. This is not really who I am. Something just came over me like the Holy Spirit came over me. And I was like, you know what? I need to figure out about what's my purpose on life. Like, why am I here? Okay. I had to make a change so I could start walking into my own truth. And I feel like for me, that's very important. So there's no more OnlyFans for Black China. She said that she is uh, reclaiming her body as a temple by detailing her decision to reverse all of her plastic surgery procedures. I'm reversing a surgery. It was really important for me. What I had got was illegal silicone injections. I hate those illegal silicone injections. And what happens is some girls, they get it. This is Black China now. I'm sorry, Angela White. What happens is some girls, they get it. But for me, like sometimes I would kind of like fall ill and fall kind of sick from it. And the older I get, I'm starting to realize I want to be here for my kids. I want to have my grandkids. Okay, I mean, good good for her. She said that uh, the reason I even started the OnlyFans because I was dealing with so many lawsuits. I was scared to lose everything. So... I kind of went to something which I knew wasn't right, but I just wanted to use it at the time just to get through it. When I got baptized, I knew that God told me, you do not need to be doing this. This is not why I put you here to degrade yourself because our bodies are a temple. You can still have your body be a temple and be on OnlyFans. That's not degrading yourself. Sorry. I know I don't work for OnlyFans. (laughs) But I don't necessarily think that OnlyFans is degrading 
to all females. I don't believe that, but hey, Angela can do what she wants and that's great for her. So Angela, go with God and be happy from the bottom of my heart. Good luck. God bless. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, who died today? Who died today? Legendary technologist and philanthropist Gordon Moore, dead at the age of 94 from natural causes. This according to a family representative. Among his many accomplishments, he co-founded the multinational Intel and coined the concept of Moore's Law in 1965, a prediction that computing power would increase exponentially because the number of transistors per microchip would double roughly every two years. <sighs> he trained as a chemist, initially joined the lab of Nobel Prize winner William Shockley, who had helped invent the transistor in, in the 1940s. Instead of remaining with Shockley, Moore was part of the so-called Traitorous Eight, a group of engineers who left to launch a competing semiconductor company and would go on to form what was become modern-day Silicon Valley. All right. So, Moore, he's won the presidential freedom of honor, and he's won technology honors all over the world. So, rest in peace, Gordon Moore. Gordon Moore, dead at the age of 94. Then we have Xavier Lopez Rodriguez, dead at the age of 88. You knew him, or should have known him, as Chabelo. Yes, children's game show and familia uh with chabello uh family time with chabello aired live every sunday for 45 years <laughs> uh yes on mexican television 45 years even made the guinness book of records for its unprecedented broadcast run he uh wore the childlike shorts and had the squeaky voice so very sad uh, he was doing that Sunday morning show for nearly five decades. Xavier Lopez Rodriguez, Chibella, dead at the age of 88. Then we have a very sad death. Uh, the trans flight attendant who gained fame in the United Airlines commercial, uh, she was found dead at the age of 25, Kaylee Scott. Uh, she was the transgender flight attendant, as I said, at United Airlines. She was featured in uh, the company video celebrating Trans Day of Visibility. She was found uh, dead in her Denver home of an apparent suicide, although the Denver Police Department said that they were still uh, determining the cause of death. Very sad. 
very sad. Kaylee Scott, uh, dead at the age of 25. Then this one threw me. This one threw me. I saw where a man named Elvis Fisher, you know, my son's name, <laughs> uh, passed away. I didn't know there was another one. Elvis Fisher, 89, uh, dead. <laughs> Rest in peace, Elvis. Uh, he died on St. Patrick's Day, which the family said was a great day because he was a longtime preacher and known as a prankster. And so since St. Patrick's Day is a day not only dedicated to the man responsible for spreading Christianity into Ireland, it also symbolized uh, was symbolized by leprechauns who are the original pranksters. So Elvis Fisher, at the age of 89, dead. Rest in peace, Elvis. Those of you in Mississippi, I know you're struggling with the tornadoes and devastating tornadoes throughout the South, in particular Mississippi. But if you're missing uh, one of your longtime news people, Barbie Bassett, uh, she was on the air uh, on the NBC affiliate WLBT for a long time. And uh, she has not been seen uh, since March 8th. Now, I don't think that she has passed away, but she, I think they kicked her off the air. Now, apparently, they were on the air talking about the Snoop collaboration uh, with his wine, the rapper's addition to the wine line, his new wine. And uh, she said on the air, for shizzle, my nizzle. Now, apparently, uh, nizzle is slang for the N-word. Now, I bet she didn't know that. First of all, first of all, I bet she didn't know that. And second, now we can't, there's another word we can't say because it's slang for the N word. I don't think so. No, I'm sorry. No, uh, we've already given up one word. We've given up the word. We know we can't say it. Uh, the N word is as far as we can go, but now because that's a slang word for the N word in a song from a rapper, we can't say that word either. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry about it. Uh, I don't like that. I don't like that rule. I don't like it. Now she was in trouble earlier in her career because she referred to one of the reporters on air, uh, <laughs> referring to a black reporter's grandmammy on air. I, she later apologized for it. But I don't even know if that's a terrible thing. But, you know, they certainly thought it was. And so she, anyway, she's no longer on the air in Mississippi. So if you've seen Barbie, let her know we are thinking about her. <laughs> I don't know what kind of news reporter she was. But she was there for a long time. And there's been no sign of her. So, you know, if you, if you see Barbie, let her know that we were thinking about her. Faux shizzle. So I see that uh, Tim Cook was uh, all smiles as he was in Beijing for an economic summit. So we had Tim in Beijing and we had Shou uh, Zi, uh, the TikTok CEO, uh, the China TikTok CEO uh, in D.C. Interesting, isn't it? Now, Tim uh, was all smiles and he said that uh, his company's symbolic relationship with China. Oh, okay. Uh, you can't help, uh, they were giving him a round of applause when he entered an Apple store. Huh. 
I don't know that there's a TikTok store, but I'm sure. That, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Somebody's given him. He certainly TikTok CEO didn't get a round of applause when he walked in to testify or at least be questioned by our Congress. That's for sure. So, you know, good news. Anyway, uh, you know, Tim was thrilled to be back in China. I see where uh, Apple has demoed the prototype of a mixed reality headset with, uh, you know, potential public debut set for June. But we have anonymous employees. Apple has anonymous employees now say that the long underdevelopment $3,000 device may fail to gain traction because it's uncomfortable to wear. (laughs) So you got that going for you, Tim. Don't you worry about it. Don't you worry about it. And if you thought uh, changing the clocks for daylight savings time was annoying, how would you like to live in a country with two competing time zones? Now we have plenty, you know, we have what, four? Well, we have more than that, but on the mainland of the U.S., uh, we have uh, on the, the continental U.S. We have, what, four time zones? One, two, three, yes. However, in Lebanon, the minister said, yeah, we're not going to do the clock change, uh, not until the end of Ramadan. Private institutions like TV stations and businesses uh, are not really abiding by what the minister said. So some folks in Lebanon are living in this uh, two-time zone world where you've got meetings one hour apart that are actually taking place at the same time. So it's got to be a little difficult to set the meetings up, but they're surviving and I'm sure they'll get by. But no, when you hear people complaining about the time in Lebanon, it's only temporary till the end of Ramadan. I mentioned the storms cutting across the south this past weekend, and those of you in Georgia uh, that were told to stay inside, you can come out now. Uh, Apparently, two tigers uh, were missing, and uh, because the tornado moved through Pine Mountain, Georgia, at the uh, Wild Animal Safari, and uh, they didn't find the tigers, and they were missing. (laughs) Uh, They told people in the neighborhood, hey, uh, there's probably at least one, maybe both tigers on the loose, so we ought to just stay inside for a little while because they have been unaccounted for. However, now, you can come out now, They uh, several animal enclosures were breached, and the tigers briefly escaped. Both have been found, tranquilized, and safely returned to a secure enclosure. So nothing happened. Uh, I don't know if they ate any animals. I don't know if they ate any little kids. (laughs) Uh, Nobody's reported anything. So we're all good. Everybody's happy. I'm sure they didn't eat any kids. I'm sure the tigers at Wild Mountain Safari, I'm sorry, Wild Animal Safari, were just out wandering around like, what are we supposed to do now? Uh, Where do I get my food? Is there somebody coming by to stare at me? Uh, I'm just going to go over here and lay down. And that's probably what happened. I don't know that, though. Just guessing. But you can come out now. You're good out there in Wild Mountain, Georgia. The tigers have been found and apprehended. Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, her trial continues. I believe the guy, Terry Sanderson, who is suing her, takes the stand today. So that will be fascinating to see that. I know Gwyneth was on the stand uh, at the end of the week. And she, I don't think she was wearing her $17,000 goop necklace. 
when she took the stand, but I know she showed up in court with it. Uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, she claims we, we've been over this, and it's a fascinating thing. I don't even know why this trial is taking place. It's uh, agonizing. This is a waste of time and money, but it is. So we have to pay attention to it, don't we? A reminder to follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on YouTube, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And you can always email the show, ChewingTheFat at TheBlaze.com. I have a few emails to get to today before we wrap it up. Fascinating emails coming in over the weekend. Also, speaking of Twitter, at JeffyJFR, I see where William Shatner, the William Shatner, uh, tweeted Elon this weekend saying, Hey, Elon, hey, at Elon Musk, what's this about blue checks going away unless we pay Twitter? Question mark. I've been here for 15 years giving my timely and witty thoughts all for bupkis. Now you're telling me that I have to pay for something you gave me for free. What is this? The Columbia Records and Tape Club? <laughs> Now, I I love that. Boy, I was amazed at the comments that William got. I mean, people, you can afford $8. Quit bitching. You can afford $8. It really isn't about that. Uh, You know, I'm a little disappointed, too. I have a legacy blue check mark, and we talked about this on Friday. Now, he did mention that it was April 1st, so I kind of think it might be an April Fool's joke. However, uh, he quote-tweeted William's tweet, and he said, he being Elon, it's more about treating everyone equally. There shouldn't be a different standard for celebrities, IMO. Okay, so it really isn't a different standard. It was that we were told that we would we had the blue check mark, and that means that this is you. And here we are, and we promoted we promote your stupid app every day, and more than once, and we're on it, and we don't ask anything for it. So now you're asking something from us. I I just kind of have a little problem with it. I don't know why it just eats at me a little bit, and I don't necessarily want to pay for it. I don't want to pay for the blue check. However, I don't necessarily like the idea of losing the blue check mark either. (laughs) Uh, Because I I feel like it means something, but it really doesn't. Uh, I guess you get more with the, you know, Twitter blue and, you know, you have, you know, longer tweets and more access and blah, 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 blah. But, uh, I don't know. Do you really, is it really worth the $8 a month to have a blue check mark on your name on the, this social media app? Well, that's only you can answer that question. Just like only you can prevent forest fires. Okay, three emails to read you uh, that I received at chewing the fat at theblaze.com. This one from Jay. Uh, Jeffy. I was listening to CTF Live on 322 and heard you discuss the amount of money Roger Goodell has made from his gig. Well, here's a little obscure NFL history and poor choice-making story. When starting the Chicago Bears and the NFL, George Hallis borrowed money from his in-laws, my family, who had made substantial money with the Chicago ice and coal business. A couple years later, great-uncle George was ready to pay the money back. So he offered the money or to provide an equivalent amount of stock in the Bears. 
slash NFL 60%-ish. They took the money, not the stock. Mistake. Big mistake. Uh, yes, Jay, it definitely was. <laughs> but people, you know, look, we've been offered stock with companies before, uh, you know, in the past. Say, I don't know, one comes to mind, Clear Channel. And, uh, you know, turned it down. And, of course, you know, we would, that would have been uh, a huge bonus in the end. But it isn't. So, it, again, it, my end of that email to you would be a mistake. Big mistake. Then I got an email from Christine Brown. Christine uh, sent me this email under the heading of Regarding the Broadcast on March 20th, 2023. You talked about the Def Leppard drummer being attacked outside his hotel. Then you identified the attacker as 19-year-old Max Edward Hartley from Ohio. What you said under your breath after that has me more than a little concerned. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But it sounds like you muttered, ha, worst state in the union, referring to Ohio. What did you mean by that remark? If you choose to answer my question during another podcast, I may not hear it. So I look forward to your reply to this email. I appreciate the opportunity to bring this to your attention. Christine, lifetime resident of Ohio. <laughs> Well, first of all, Christine, calm down, okay? It's just a podcast. <laughs> uh, and uh, what do you mean? What do you mean you may not hear it? You listen every day. And thank you for doing that. But uh, you may not hear it. You listen every day. You know you do. And I appreciate it. I do. And uh, if you say, I muttered, ha, worst state in the union, <laughs> I'm sure I did. Uh, it's built into me. I've covered this a few times on the show uh, as Ohio being the worst state in the union. I was raised in the state of Michigan, in Saginaw, Michigan. If you look at the map, uh, Saginaw is right here, pointing to it now as I speak. Uh, and I was raised to hate Ohio. However, it had more to do with football, really. And, uh, you know, Michigan and Michigan first, then Michigan State. And then there were plenty of other, you know, Central Michigan and Saginaw Valley State. And there was plenty of other, you know, Eastern and Western Michigan and Northern Michigan, plenty of other colleges. Uh, Ferris State has been good, although they weren't good at the time. And uh, so it was more of a football relationship. Michigan first, Ohio last, Ohio sucks. That's why I became calling it the worst state in the union. However, I know that it is not the worst state in the union. Don't ask me which one it is because I won't answer it. But I will say this. I like Ohio. Uh, you know, hopefully they've fixed the potholes when you drive through Cincinnati. Thanks for listening, Christine. Then I got this email. And this is a little... I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. I want to reply to this email. This is from uh, UBS Investment Bank in London. One Golden Lane, London. EC1YORR, United Kingdom. The operations manager. Do accept my sincere apologies. If my mail does not meet your personal ethics, however, this correspondence is unofficial and private and should be treated as such. First, I am Mr. Gerald Johnson, the operations manager with the UBS Investment International Bank here in London. 
I am contacting you based on my personal interest in developing a mutual business relationship with you in your country. One of our accounts with a holding balance of GBP $7,549,250 has been dormant for many years. Please, I'm asking for your partnership in reprofiling the funds. First of all, I solicit your assistance to execute this transaction, which will be covered up by me with my status here in the bank. If you are interested to know more, please email me back so we can discuss more about this great business opportunity. Yours sincerely, Gerald Johnson. <laughs> so, Gerald is ready to cover his tracks for me to receive $7,549,250. And I'm sure he, you know, obviously wants his cut because he will be reprofiling the funds. Man, do I want to respond to Gerald, but I haven't yet. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.